In this week's show, we have our previous uh, co-host, uh, Ryan Radigan. Um, we're going to be discussing, does it even matter if you protest? I know uh, Ryan has been involved in the the protest against the Dakota Access pip- Pipeline. What do you see as the role of independent media? Because a lot of these protests and the type of um, communities that you are uh, sharing about or the the goal would be to create, um, for people to become more aware or interested in that type of um, radical change, someone has to document it. Someone has to show um, the way that it benefits society or the successes and and what people have learned from from that or trying those experimental um, projects. And the same goes to if the media has been taken over by corporations, you need independent um, groups to to document what's going on in Standing Rock or what's going on at the Trump um, inauguration. Like, we need to, to get the message out. And you mentioned that everything is getting drowned by so much more information being out there. So, um, so you unplug and then you... You kind of lose, I don't know if we ever had a platform, but you lose a platform and then um, it, it, everything becomes kind of, it's almost like the dark net, like alternative ways of doing things or, or better ways to to reach uh, higher consciousness. It's all like hidden. Um, so how do you spread this message of, of being, um, being willing to, to pursue a different path? as compared to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I think that there are that well, in in my in my personal relationship to all this, uh independent media and independent journalism is is bringing all these things to light. And and um I think one of the most important things that we can do is actually to turn to turn off our TVs. <laughs> um because to turn off our TVs and and to um, if we're really interested in these things and we, we want to find a way to to um, transcend the system, uh, yes, yeah, one of the first things we can do is to turn off the TV, tune out of the corporate media because they're experts at keeping us locked in fear. And they know, they learned very early on that, that the primal emotion of fear is one of the most effective ways of manipulating an individual. And they... Um, the, the, above that, the the energies of sex and creativity um, are also very primal emotions. So, what they've realized is that if they if they can continue to keep a person locked in fear, they can control you and they can manipulate you. And that's exactly what CNN does. It's exactly what MSNBC does. It's exactly what Fox News does. Um, it's it's what a lot of these entities do to keep you, number one, glued to the TV so as, so as to increase their profits. Number two, to, um, to manipulate your mind to support certain actions that, that you otherwise wouldn't support, to manipulate you into believing that, that the person who votes for a Republican or a person that votes for Democrat is, is some, type, some type of like evil person. And, and all of those things keep you locked in fear and if you're locked in fear, then you're paralyzed. And, um, and that's where a lot of people are. Um, 
we've been convinced that the enemy is the other, the other person in the other party or the person who votes Democrat or the person who votes Republican. And that is so far from the truth um, of, the, of the situation. So I think, I think the first thing to do, really, is to turn off the TV. I'd like to say, kill your TV. Um, and, and uh, you know, to say that to people, it, it has an impact on them because, because people really, they like their television, they, watch, they like watching the news, they believe that by watching the news that they're somehow informed. Well, actually, if you watch mainstream media, you are incredibly misinformed, purposely so. So we need to get rid of this idea that watching um, cable news is, is is uh is keeping us informed it's it's not at all it's keeping us locked in fear it's making us um, uh, hate our fellow human beings and um and it's keeping us in the game so yeah kill the tv number one um with respect to these uh to to communities and and with respect to making real change i think the most effective thing that we can do is to realize what changes we can make in our life that no longer contribute to the status quo. Pursue those, live by example, and bring others with you through example. Because what I found is, is that you cannot talk someone into this realization. You can't talk someone into it. However, if you pursue your own healing and, and, your family members see that healing within you or your friends see that healing within you, then that sparks them to want to do the same. And through our, uh, through our association through Facebook or through our association through, through our real-life uh, connections with people in our everyday lives, we inspire that change as people see that change within us. So the old idea is, is like we make a magazine or we go around and give talks. Yes, those things can help. However, the most powerful is when we actually start to live those truths ourselves and inspire others to do the same. So, so yeah, I think, I think um, people who embark on this path, I think uh, people that do that, I think documenting it and sharing it with others is a really good idea. And there are people that are doing that. Um, but more, more, than, more than just... And, and I'm not knocking Facebook posts I, or any of these social media things. I'm not knocking them, but, but we have to realize that they're not the only thing that we can be doing, and there's a lot more that we need to be doing. And so if we embark on these, um, joining these communities or building sustainable homes, um, trying to disconnect from the grid, using older technologies and less energy, um, Supporting companies that respect the earth, uh, uh, voting with our money, all these different things are, are, are ways that we, can, that we can start to take control of the situation. If we continue to believe that change is going to come from Congress or it's going to come from electing this person or that person, then we're, it's, we're not, it's not going to happen. And so we have to realize that, that the power, the real power, resides within ourselves and within our communities and within our relations. And uh, it does not reside within the representative. And that myth has to die because until that myth dies, we're going to, the status quo will, will remain. Um, so yeah, document your changes, share them with friends. Do not try to force people into these changes. Lead by example. 
and then what happens is, is what you do becomes more and more popular. And as, and as we know, as some, when something becomes popular, then people start to rush in. It's a, it's a human trait that we have that we want to be involved in beautiful things. And, you know, he, healing yourself, becoming in balance with yourself, um, reconnecting to the earth or the creator or energy or great spirit or the universe, however you want to describe it, all these things are super powerful. And the more that people that do it, the more others are going to want to do it. And then what you have is, is a situation where the, the, the old system, the old ways of relating with each other um, become obsolete and it changes of its own accord organically, um, not through the traditional means of we're going to win and we're going to pass this law and we're going to force you to live the way that we want you to live. Like we humans have to evolve beyond that. That's absolutely necessary, um, not just for our survival as a species, but for the survival of, of, of all life on this earth. If we continue to remain within the adversarial system, left versus right, um, beat the enemy, we're just, it's, it's, it will lead to the destruction of life on this planet. Um, so, you know, this is making these changes in our own lives in our own sphere of control, not putting our power within a representative or within an institution is what is uh, required to bring about the desired and necessary change. Not to get too personal, but um, any more uh, opportunities or even successes to um, to bring about a change in your f family or in, in your uh, circle of inf influence? Because I have issues with, with the previous generation uh, on other fronts and it's very difficult to for them to understand uh you know our passion and what what we're interested in um has this method of of setting an example and spreading love and and, and light onto others uh, have you seen resistance or has there been a, a slow uh acceptance and even um even an affirmation of of that perspective? Well, um, when I when I initially came down, when I initially embarked on this path, I was still kind of locked in the old paradigm, and uh, my method was to try to to um, uh, incessantly talk about these things and to argue about these things and to some and to try to convince in that method. And what I found is that that didn't work at all, and actually had unintended consequences. Both sides became more entrenched. <laughs> And uh, and so over the last couple of years, um, what I've what I've tried to do within my family is just to be peaceful and to share with them when they're interested in in hearing me share, and uh, and to not push it. So, for example, a lot of times when I'm with my family, I I purposely avoid talks of politics, and I do that for a number of reasons. First of all, I know that we don't live in a democracy. And I understand that, that what we think uh, politically really has no impact. So <laughs> that's unfortunate, but that's, that is the reality of our current system of government. So, so uh, in my own family, um, there were a lot of times where I would talk about the Federal Reserve, where I would talk about the military-industrial complex, where I would talk about the, the, the government being commandeered by corporate interests. 
And initially, they were just like, oh, geez, you know, it's all conspiracy stuff. Please don't talk about that anymore. We don't want to hear it anymore. Like, um, they, they, also, they also thought that I was just, um, like, they also thought that I was crazy because they knew that I, that I smoked marijuana and they knew that I had experiences with different uh, entheogens and psychedelics. And they just, they kind of they wrote me off initially. However, in the last couple of years, um, they, they've seen this path that I've embarked on. They've seen, they've seen how it's changed my life. They've seen how much healthier I am. They've seen much, how much grounded, more grounded I am. Um, and, and, um, and relations within the family have improved and they, they, they've become less adversarial. And so that has led them to opening up to the things that I've shared with them. Um, and it, it's, it's, I think for the previous generation, it's 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 more difficult for them to understand where we're coming from, because they they didn't they did not have the access to the internet at a young age, whereas we did. And and uh, it seems that coming to this knowledge at an older age is is much harder for people to handle because they've been so locked in this old way of thinking for so long that it's really hard to grasp and understand where we're coming from. And so I think it's important for us to understand that, that we've had the benefit of access to independent media. We've had the benefit of access to the Internet and, and the discussions that occur on the Internet and the, 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 um, uh, the, the different types of debate that occur on the Internet and, and all these things. They didn't. They grew up with national media, with newspapers, um, and, and they trusted authority and they bought into um, what was sold to them. And so it's, we're coming at it from an entirely different place because we've had access to these things they did not have access to. So it's important to, for us to remember that in the, in the way that we, we relate and in the way that we share these things. And, um, and, uh, and like, like, I, like I've said, really uh, the best way to to influence somebody is through example and uh, respecting that, that every person has their own way of relating to reality and the person has their own way of relating to the way things are. And, and um, when we realize the source of their way of relation, then we can approach it from a place of, of understanding and compassion. And, and, um, and we can move away from arguing towards, towards simply, um, discussing and listening and and especially with respect to politics i think one of the thing, one of the one of the things that we we it's good to remember and to hold in mind is that when we discuss politics we're not changing the world <laughs> right we're 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 it's a small group of people we're discussing we're discussing things amongst each other that that really did not originate within our own minds that were influenced by what a politician said or what a journalist said, and um, and and also influenced by a group herd type mentality. So so really, really w- one of the best things we can realize is, is that um, in political conversations, first of all, let's let's realize that we're probably not going to change the other person's mind, at least not immediately. Um, that the conversation is not going to lead with, to any huge 
change in the way that politics is conducted within Washington D.C. Because as we know, we don't we don't live in a democracy, um, and and so really, I think um, what we could do that is is probably more healing and more beneficial for coherence within our families is is to is to basically say, hey, maybe maybe instead of instead of discussing politics, instead of getting in these knockdown drag out uh, conversations that we that we just just be together and enjoy this moment together. Enjoy these these times that we have with family, especially around the holidays. And um, and um, and to the extent that we're able to influence each other, realize that really the best form of influence is by is by example and not by trying to force somebody through words to see the world your way. We've been talking, my wife and I, about the different issues in the world and how in the last uh, election there was this uh, radical perspective on both sides. Like It was like anti-establishment either on the right or on the left. And, and you know, some people said that no matter who you voted for, you would end up with an anti-establishment candidate. And it was all a hoax on the Trump side. But there's this longing... There's this longing for um, for a change, and there's this desire for someone to lead the way. And some people can kind of set up within their minds and their and their circle of influence this idea that they're being um, more natural or more um, independent or more this or more that, and but still buying into the system. Um, on the other hand, there's also the thing that there's so much freedom in a sense that you can do practically almost anything you want in this country as long as you pay taxes and as long as you don't cause too much trouble uh, as an individual. When it comes down to doing it as a group, that's where it might be a little tricky, but even interviewing some of the, the communities uh, throughout the, the podcast, we found out that they have a lot of uh, ability to to navigate the system as well so yeah. so i don't know if we have a an opportunity that we need to cherish or we're being given so much freedom so then we we're quiet and and not cause too much trouble um i just saw the the movie or a cartoon version of the movie of the the book the prophet uh i don't know if you're familiar with it where it's all about being free in your heart and being able to express your ideas and how the government was trying to get him to, to sign off that his ideas were bunk and that everything he said um, was not um, good for the people. And, and this individual was like, was as long, what I told the people was stuff they had already realized themselves. So do you think that that is happening in our, in our society that, Somehow there's already this understanding that things can change, but we either get distracted, we get um, fanaticized that, that we are creating a, a better environment, but it's just within our, our circle, that um, there's there's a lot of energy that gets diffused, or that there's so much inner bickering within progressives that nothing gets accomplished, Um but, but it's still there. So um, I, I wonder, like, I struggle with this idea that um, the world is getting worse. 
I actually think that it's getting better compared. So, so now it's more apparent that the powerful have taken over. But in the past, there was no option to to even fight the powerful. So, in your conversations with other um, people out there trying to make a difference, um, is is it a similar um, perspective what I'm sharing, or or it's kind of like all over the place? Like everybody has their own way of thinking, like how they're going to bring about a better outcome. Well, no, I think, I think a lot of them share your perspective and, and your perspective is uh, unique and I think it's well-balanced as well. Um, I think it is important to remember that we do actually live in, in a, a, a relatively free country compared to a lot of places in the world and we should, uh, we should use that to our benefit. And, and I think what's so powerful about all these alternative ways of living and, and trying to trying to transcend the status quo is that when when people really begin to think about it, they it, they know that it's right in their heart, and they intuitively know this. Whether whether they can work it out rationally and logically uh, according to old mindsets, that's an entirely different thing. But but in their heart and intuitively, they know that the way things currently are um, need to change. And, um, and, but we're, we're struggling to figure out how that's all going to work. And I think one of the things that distorts it within our time period that distorts this process a little bit and makes it a little bit more difficult is that we've grown up in such abundance that we're so used to instant gratification and, and we want these changes to occur instantly. <laughs> and, and what we have to remember is, is that that's not how these types of things occur these types of things occur slowly over time um, uh, with each individual making changes within their own lives, finding balance and, and uh, finding affiliate, uh, you know, affinity groups and, and pursuing these changes and, and, and changing the status quo. Um, and so these things take time and are, I, I think that we're, we, we think that it's going to happen faster than it is. Well, Real, the reality is, is that it's happening right now, and it's happening slowly and evolving over time. And so I think that the idea of, of, of kind of letting go of the desire to control the process and, 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 and realizing that this is going to merge and, and it's kind of like a dance where there's no – the beauty of these philosophies and these different ways of living is, is that there is no leader. There is no hierarchy. There is no one, there is no end-all, be-all solution to these things. Instead, it is allowing ourselves to be the living, interdependent, harmonious beings that we are and allowing, and, and by making the changes in our life, allowing these changes to unfold over time and being okay with, with not knowing how it's all going to happen. Um, the, the old method is, is that we've, we've got to have a program We've got to have plans. We've got to have goals. We've got to have leaders. We've got to have management. We've got to have organization. We've got to have all these things. Yes, those things have their place. However, <laughs> within what's within the evolution that's occurring with with within humans' hearts and minds and souls is that we have to be okay with allowing these things to emerge in in an organic way. And that's the opposite of, of how we've been taught things are supposed to occur. I mean, we grew up in these highly structured schools with highly structured um, programs and paradigms and subjects and grading and, 
um, our religions are mostly are very highly structured, hierarchical, and these things. And this, to in order to transcend that, we have to allow an entirely different way of being. Uh, one way that that a lot of people talk about this is the differences between the masculine and the feminine. And you know, the masculine is is um, action oriented, rational, logical, um, rule based, kind of more structured and ordered. Whereas the feminine is open, receptive, um, loose, um, more uh, flow, you know, more more flow. Uh, they're, they're two different energies, and for a long time we've been ruled through most civilizations throughout since uh, for, for well for a very long time. Um, we've been ruled by uh, the masculine energies, patriarchy, hierarchy. Um, uh, a god religion as opposed to a balanced religion of both god and goddess and and so this this what's happening is in order to to transcend the status quo we have to bring we have to bring a balance to ourselves and when we bring that balance within ourselves then that balance extends outward and then that balance reinforces balance so so i think it's hard for us to wrap our heads around what's going on from a uh, from a right brain um, rational uh, masculine perspective and and realizing that what's re- what's actually occurring is, is that is that the the masculine and the feminine are balancing out and that's requiring requiring and necessitating an entirely different way of relating with ourselves and with each other um, and so so our minds are are we're still trying to hold on to the old ways of thinking and the old ways of doing, and and that's leading us to confusion as, as to how these changes are going to occur, not only within our lives but in a, in a societal, societal-wide, cultural-wide level. And uh, so, I think that one of the most important things we can do in this transition is to uh, um, to to let go of the need to control, to let to let go of the need to understand how this is all going to unfold, and to kind of dance with this this new way of being um, and as as things continue to balance out the old systems are going to try to maintain control as much as possible and in that trying to maintain control they're going to become more violent they're going to to implement more surveillance they're going to continue to militarize the police force however what's interesting about this transition and evolution is that, that those those things will no longer have the same influence and power over a balanced individual. A balanced individual is able to look at those things as 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 basically manifestations of, of people who are lost, um, manifestations of imbalance, and they're actually going to be able to look at these things in a in in uh, from a place of uh, understanding and compassion, and so they'll no longer have the power that they used to have. And as that power diminishes, it's going to allow for, for the other, for the rebalancing to occur and, and um, allow for an actual evolution in the way that we relate to ourselves and to each other. Wonderful. I miss our conversations and uh, I'm glad we can have them on the air now and on our podcast because, um, you know, you get bogged down with the, with life and stuff going on and, you realize there's a lot of uh, philosophical and intellectual stuff that still 
impassions us and gives us um, like a, a different perspective or, or a, a way to analyze the world that um, that needs to be shared and that we hope uh, we can meet other people uh, with um, similar mindsets or they can challenge us and give us other perspectives. So again, I'm glad to to have you on the show per- periodically and to have you uh, involved from the beginning. Um, so so please uh, keep us posted and we'll be uh, reaching out to you uh, as, as things develop. Hopefully things would keep getting better, but it seems like there's more setbacks than steps forward uh, lately. Well, yeah, like, like I always say, there's plenty of reasons to be pessimistic and there's also plenty of reasons to be optimistic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I always choose to relate to the, the optimistic while, while keeping in mind that, that uh, you know, that the bad things are still happening. Uh, one, one of the things that a woman shared with me when I was in D.C. is that, is that, is that in, in human relations and in human life, there's always, there's always the good and the bad, the light and the dark. And the way she described it to me is, is that what we're doing is, is that we're bringing both of them up at the same time. So the lighter is becoming lighter and the darker is becoming less dark. However, they're still going to coexist. And uh, I think that we get ourselves locked in this idea that, that if there's bad things still going on, that, that means things are still bad. However, there's also tons of really good things that are going on. And, um, and as things get better, the dark comes with the light and, and everything raises. So the dark becomes less dark and the lighter gets lighter. And so I guess that's, for me, that's always been a, a nice thing to hold in mind when, when we continue to see these, these violations of the earth and violations of humans occur. Uh, it's always good to keep in mind that, that with the bad, is, there's a lot of good going on as well. And, um, well, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show again, and um, we'll be talking to you soon.